0: This is Rev Thoughts, snackable conversations between Tim Thompson and myself, Joel Pilger, discussing what it really takes to run a thriving creative business.
1: Okay, Joel, I spend a lot of time with clients discussing their finances. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest areas of finances that we work on isn't actually the money that's in the bank account. It's this future money, looking at clients that are coming in and getting a, an understanding of, qualifying those leads to understand whether there be a project or not. Um, so in that prospecting moment, I find that the sales team, they don't really understand or know how to qualify a lead coming in. And with your sales keeping method, you have a, a technique and a method that we, if implemented, has more discernment of understanding what not only can, could come in soon, But looking at future relationship with that client, a bigger picture of forecasting over a longer period of time.
0: Yeah, there's a, I think there's a missed opportunity where often the sales mind when it gets lazy or maybe let's let's give people the benefit of the doubt. You're just busy, and so you tend to think in a very linear fashion, and you think, oh my gosh, I haven't right, we're not booked uh, into next month. I need to do some sales. And your first thought, it's not a bad one, but it may not be the most creative, is I should reach out and do some follow-ups, right? I should touch base. I should check in. Now, I just want you to notice, Tim, is there anything inherently valuable about that if you're the buyer on the other end of that? If that's if that's the only strategy is I should check in.
1: I have to admit, as a finance person talking to a sales person, and what they want to tell me is how many phone calls they made and when they made them. And the last thing that client said, without really understanding, did they connect with that client? Is there any possibility of working with them and how much could come in? That's the, uh, the gap, right? It's not just, hey, uh, a simple scorecard of effort a salesperson put in, but what do those connections look like? So how would somebody know if they have actually connected with a client to, to propose or get a proposal of a project coming in um, instead of just simply making phone calls and only phishing, hoping something gets hooked?
0: Yeah, I think there's a, there's a half truth in this, right? Because the sales mind will say, I know that if I check in and follow up, the next opportunity will come. And so they think that's the job. It's really only half the job. Because experience does say, yes, that's true. Every job you ever got was some form of follow-up, check-in, what have you. But I'm going to go back to the word we keep saying nowadays, which is empathy, right? If you can do that follow-up or check-in with empathy, there's a whole, I'll just call it a technique or, or a method called discern what the deeper needs are and offer your expertise to that person. Right, it's like almost saying, "Hey, I see you, I feel you, I get you, and I have something for you." It's a very different conversation than I'm just checking in, right? Because if I'm the recipient of that message, it's like, uh, "Okay, good, good for you. (laughs) You're wasting my time, but you know, appreciate the check-in."
1: And uh, I'm a stickler for words because I think certain words create certain emotions and certain results. So imagine yourself as a business owner and you're telling a salesperson, "Hey, can you please?" Um, follow-up on that project, you're basically asking them to do one kind of task. If you're say, could you check in with that client? You're asking possibly for something different. But if I were to ask that salesperson, can you connect with them? Mm. See how that one word actually asks for something more. It's connection is something that's greater than just a task of following through. And it goes back to the idea of empathy. Can you find out, can you connect with them to discern what's going on with them, what's going on with that project, what's happening. And that connection is something that doesn't have to break when the project's awarded or goes away because the connection is what's there. So I love the sales keeping method you're you're talking about because we're actually asking people to do something greater than just simply dial for dollars and thinking it's a total numbers game. We're asking them to go deeper, discern some why and connect your company with other people's needs and then find the projects that are best fitting for you.
0: I'm almost thinking of like how we do it in regular human relationships, right? Like if I was to say, um, you know, Hey Tim, I'm just checking in on your spouse. It's a very different question than how's Katie, right? It's that idea of when you connect with your, your person, what's going on? What's, what's important? What's, uh, what are her problems? What are her, challenges, opportunities, what have you. And I think it's the same idea when you said, can you connect with said client? You're saying, ask them how they're doing. And of course, if you're really good, you're going to ask them about like, how's, it, how's the problem that you're always trying to solve? How's that going? How can we help? How can we d- discern? But I'll, I'll tell you this, the next step in this, this idea of sharing expertise Is a trend that I'm seeing more and more, which is clients that have really challenging problems, um, messy situations, they're often living in this very undefined state where you want the project, but what they're telling you is, or or maybe they're not telling you unless you ask the right questions, I don't even really understand my problem yet. You're asking if there's anything that you can bid on. And it's like, dude, I, I'm just like, I'm going hundred miles an hour. My hair is on fire. <clears throat> I don't even know how to answer your question, but thanks for checking in. If we, if a project comes out of my world, I'll try to keep you in mind. Right. Yeah. So the method instead is to say, Hey, let us help you have a conversation about the deeper problems. And what about this? Here's, here's something I'm seeing a lot that I love. What if you're reaching out to that that client and you're saying, "Hey, because I know you're dealing with these kinds of messy problems, I wanted to I have something for you. I wanted to let you know we're hosting this workshop about how to deal with pro- those kinds of problems. We're going to be leading a seminar, right? Or I was just on a podcast where we talked about that." Now, what am I doing, Tim? I'm actually risking on behalf of that person. I'm I'm walking a mile in their shoes and I'm saying, Hey, I'm ready. I'm willing to give you something and not expect anything in return because I think it'll help. And if it helps, I would appreciate, you know, keeping, keeping us in mind. We'd love to engage further.
1: Yeah. And the consideration you're having for them, for the situation that they're in, the problems that they might be having. And there's enough discernment of problems that are out there that, you know, are affecting your clients to be able to process through those without having to be asked. Or engaged or paid to do that is as part of that empathy situation you're in. And really some of what's going to make those connections work more and more often. So
0: do you remember in one of the first episodes of the Rev Thinking podcast, when I had a conversation with Robert Blatchford and he said something that still stuck sticks with me to this day, he said, I make sure that when I call a client and leave them a voicemail message that says, Hey, uh, I'm checking in with you, but I have something for you. Give me a call that they always call me back. Like, what would it take for you as the salesperson or as the owner to develop that type of a relationship where people know, wow, Tim is an expert. He just called me and he has something. I have to call him back. That's a really cool challenge for everyone to be that respected and appreciated for your expertise.
1: Yeah, what a brilliant move to know that you have a that relationship or that kind of position in a marketplace, that when you put yourself out there, that people recognize that expertise that you have because you've taken the time to um, build up that reputation, work with them, have a listening ear, and not just be an annoying bean counter, but somebody that understands that connection. And by the way, it flows all the way back to that original problem, which I have on the finance meetings, which is you can discern more as your company, you can get more confidence in what you're doing. And that has, is a cycle that you can put back out into to the world as well. The confidence you have internally because you're doing it well cr- generates more confidence outside. Um, it's a great process. I think the saleskeeping thing is going to be uh, a world changer, Joel.
0: Well, it's that it's really flows out of that core idea we always talk about of the best way to deal with the future is create it. So you have enormous opportunity, go create it.
1: Absolutely.